views expressed by speakers are their own and may not necessarily represent the views of the IMS. Hello, I'm Dr. Marla Shapiro, and I'm on the Board of Trustees of the International Menopause Society. And today, we're going to talk about diabetes and menopause. And I'm joined by a wonderful professor from Greece. Could you please introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Irene Lambrinodaki. I'm professor of endocrinology in the National and Kapodistrian University of Athens, Greece. I'm the scientific director of the European Menopause and Anthropos Society and editor-in-chief in the journal Maturitas. So to give us a perspective for women who are listening to this, around the world, what's happening with diabetes? Diabetes is a very common disease affecting approximately 10% of the population worldwide. Diabetics have abnormally elevated blood glucose levels because their pancreas fails to produce enough insulin to metabolize glucose. Diabetes is a serious disease because it can cause cardiovascular disease like strokes and myocardial infarction, kidney disease, or eye disease resulting in blindness. So the increase in diabetes, diabetes nowadays is mainly associated with the aging of the population. Between 2015 and 2030, the world population aged over 60 years is projected to increase by 50%. Furthermore, the increase in the frequency of diabetes is also associated with a high rate of obesity in the Western countries. So this data suggests that the number of postmenopausal women who have diabetes will grow substantially during the coming years. Now, does menopause itself affect the incidence of diabetes? Menopause is the permanent stopping of periods due to egg depletion from the ovaries. This results in a decrease in body estrogens, which are the principal female hormones. During the transition to menopause, women undergo body changes, which increase the risk of diabetes. The major change is an increase in body fat, which occurs mainly around the waist. Body fat increases also internally within organs like the liver. Menopause also results in an increase in muscle mass and thus in a significant reduction in the calories that women burn every day. All these changes in body composition predispose postmenopausal women to gain weight and to increase insulin resistance. What this means? It means that their pancreas must produce much higher quantities of insulin to process food sugars compared to premenopausal women. In some women, this will eventually exhaust their pancreas and will lead to the development of diabetes. Now, what about those group of women who have earlier menopause and meet the definition of of, of a earlier menopause, let's say younger than age 40, how will that impact on diabetes? Well, there is a substantial evidence that these women are at higher risk of developing diabetes later in their life. In a recent analysis, which combined 13 separate studies and included a total of 200,000 women, those women who had menopause before the age of 40 had a 50% higher risk of developing diabetes later in their life compared to women who had their menopause after the age of 45 years. Surgical menopause, which is caused by surgical removal of the ovaries, also confers a higher risk to develop diabetes compared to women who have natural menopause. 
So at this point, we have to stress that there is no cutoff of age, which increases the risk of diabetes. Most studies have shown that the younger the woman is when she transitions to the menopause, the higher her risk to develop diabetes. Now let's look at the, the other side of the question. If you are diabetic, how does that impact on menopause? There are data from large population studies which show that women with long-standing diabetes, predominantly the insulin-dependent type, experience menopause at a much earlier age compared to women without diabetes. A possible cause for that is the destruction of ovaries by the autoantibodies. This means that autoantibodies are antibodies that the organism produces against its own organs. Furthermore, women with long-standing diabetes often have stiffer arteries with atherosclerosis. This can diminish the blood supply to the ovaries and thus can increase decrease their function. Finally, continuously increased blood sugar in women whose diabetes is not well controlled may act as a toxic agent on the ovaries. So women listening to this, I mean, I often think about as menopause, another time to reevaluate your lifestyle. So as you're entering menopause, what strategies can you specifically take to then reduce the risk of diabetes? While most, if not all, of the adverse metabolic effects of the menopause can be countered by lifestyle changes, such as optimal diet and increasing physical activity, stopping of smoking, and moderating the alcohol consumption. Weight loss in overweight or obese women is very important for the prevention of diabetes. However, as osteoporosis is also an issue during the postmenopausal period, only gradual and modest waste loss uh, should be recommended. Specific clinical nutritional recommendations include the consumption of mono and polyunsaturated fat. This is the olive oil rather than saturated forms of fat. This is butter, for example. Reduction in the total amount of sugars and the preference for those deriving from fruits and whole grains. Also, women should be encouraged to derive their protein, mainly from fish, from poultry, or skimmed dairy products. Physical exercise is also very important because it prevents weight gain and also improves glucose metabolism. So these women should be encouraged to engage in regular aerobic exercise, at least 150 minutes per week, walking, for example, or at least 75 minutes of vigorous exercise, like running per week. Resistant exercise is also very important because it increases muscle mass. Now, are women with diabetes eligible for hormone therapy? And how will hormone therapy then impact their diabetes? There is solid evidence that the menopausal hormone therapy in, improves glucose control in women who, uh, who have pre-existing diabetes. Diabetic women with indications to receive menopausal hormone therapy, such as those women with uh, very severe hot flashes, for example, should be offered the option of menopausal hormone therapy after careful assessment of their personal risk of cardiovascular disease. This assessment is performed to exclude women who have very high risk of cardiovascular disease. For example, women in whom cardiovascular disease is already diagnosed 
diagnosed, such as women with a history of stroke or myocardial function, women with kidney dysfunction or eye disease due to diabetes, or women with insulin-dependent diabetes, very long duration, usually over 20 years. For all other women with diabetes, which are the majority of women, actually, menopausal hormone therapy should be considered. As these women have other cardiovascular risk factors like obesity, for example, or high blood pressure, the transdermal route of hormone therapy is preferred, for example, estrogen patches or estrogen gels. This form of therapy is associated, associated with a substantially lower risk of thrombosis. Furthermore, progestogen, which do not interfere with glucose control, includes progesterone, bidrogesterone, or norethisterone. So for a woman with diabetes, either before menopause, but now in menopause, or a woman who develops diabetes in menopause, will that influence the type of treatment that she receives? Will it be the same as if she was not menopausal? Women with diabetes after the menopause should, in general, follow the same guidelines that apply to all patients with diabetes, concerning both lifestyle modifications and medication. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been so interesting. Thank you very much for inviting me.